0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Grip Lock Foundation Disco's weekly podcast. I'm Zach, and this is Hunter, and today we are live from Pro Worlds. We have a lot to talk about, um, a lot of different stories that we could tell you. Um, yeah, so we could probably start with the story on how we forgot that we were an hour ahead of uh, you guys, and we just rushed to eat dinner and get all this set up. That's why we're coming in two minutes late. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and throw it over to Hunter, who's going to give his two off the tee. Yeah, so if you're
1: new here, um, two off the T is basically how we start off every podcast. I get one question from Reddit, and then I get uh, the next question from the boards, if we have any. Um, so this question from Reddit is, when driving, do you actively extend your wrist at the point of release? Um, so I'm assuming what they're saying is like, when you go to release the disc, do you actively extend it out, or do you let it just naturally happen? The way it should be done is to let it just naturally happen. So you shouldn't actively be thinking about it. It should just kind of be a passive motion that happens based on your snap you're generating, right? So as you reach back, you pull through. When you have when your disc gets to this point, it's going to have so much torque on it from your lower body and everything building up that it should just release the disc um, in theory. Now, if you're not throwing right and stuff like that, yes, technically actively snapping your wrist might give you more snap, but you're doing the wrong thing to get more snap. So... In the long run, you don't want to do that. Um, In the long run, what you're going to want to do is just make sure your wrist is flat. I'll hold my hand like that. Flat as you pull through, and then when it comes, it'll just kind of pop on its own because of all the snap that's been built up. Um, And I think in this even says Nate Sexton is called the backhand a passive wrist throw, which that is 100% what I would agree with. So that's the first off the tee. Do we have a second off the tee?
0: Um, No questions. Just people talking. Um, One, uh, we were told that we needed to switch seats. I told him (laughs) I agree. Hunter's on this side in case he needs to do anything with the camera. So where we are in the
1: hotel room right now, the open space is over here. So if I have to get out to move or adjust anything, then I, I need to be on this side. Yeah. Which is opposite of where we normally are. And then someone said,
0: hashtag not my intro music.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's the music from from my laptop. When we stream from my laptop, that's the uh, that's the intro music that I use. Um, it's definitely
0: not the same as normal. As you can also tell, Hunter is tired.
1: I'm exhausted, man. I'm exhausted.
0: He might not be talking a lot tonight, guys. So this might be a short podcast. Um, okay, so no questions over there. Sweet. So we can
1: let's jump into uh, first off. Uh, heads up, a super spoiler alert for this whole episode. So, the entire episode. If you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, or you're watching us live and you don't want to know what's going on at Worlds, this is not the episode for you. Um, get out now. Yeah. So, we're going to be talking about even what happened today. So, if you're waiting for the coverage to come out, I fully understand. This is your spoiler warning. Um, those people who are going to be joining later won't get the same, you know, benefit, but it's Worlds Week. We're talking about Worlds. So, Um, there's your spoiler
0: warning. First off, let's go ahead and just let everyone know that what we've been doing and then we can start with the scores.
1: Okay. Um, well first I want to tell a little story about my Chick-fil-A experience.
0: Just, just now Chick-fil-A like 30 minutes, ago. 30
1: minutes ago, if even, um, which just has nothing to do with disc golf. I'm just still in a bad mood from it. So we got Chick-fil-A as I always do. And I put my, we, our cup holders were taken from our other drinks. And so I put my sweet tea just like in between my legs, you know, like you, you do when you're driving. I get to the stop sign at the end of the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. I stop. Well, not the drive-thru. Pulling out of the parking lot. I stop. My Chick-fil-A cup decides to flip upside down and land perfectly upside down where the straw punctures through the bottom, but I didn't know that. So I look down, pick up my drink because I'm freaking out because it's a rental car, so I don't want the sweet tea spilling all over the rental car. So I do what you know a normal person would do. I flip it back over, and then it continues to empty almost the whole sweet tea into the floor while I'm like screaming and freaking out so then i open the door and i just hold it outside i'm like what is going on and then i realized the straw fell through so i'm like zach grab me a napkin we have no napkins in the car and so then the rest of the way home i just had to well to the hotel i just had to drive with a sweet tea puddle at my feet and so i'm really hoping that it just soaks into the carpet and they can't tell when i turn the car back in because if not that's going to be you know an additional 100 200 fee i saw on the side of the car it said 250 fifty dollar cleaning fee if you smoke in the car which we're, we're not smoking in the car, but I don't know if that's just like a generic cleaning fee, so I'm really hoping it's not 250 bucks. But I
0: assume that $250 is just because smoke, it would be almost impossible to get out of yeah. the car. So, so. Um, Okay, one question. So have either of you thrown the Big Z Luna or the Big Z Zeus? Have we thrown the Luna? I don't uh, know. I've
1: never thrown the Luna.
0: We've both thrown the Big Z Zeus. But the Big
1: Z Zeus is pretty awesome. One immediately went in my bag, um, and then I flipped the rest of them. But
0: also, there
1: are... Well, you don't have any more left, right? You sold everything? Uh, I think my Z-Zeus is still alive on Dollar Disc Golf Auction.
0: Yeah. So the Z-Zeus, they're the ones with the Macbeth logo. There's only 50 (laughs) of them made. Only 50 of them made. Macbeth logo. um, I have one that's on, what's it called? Raffle page, but it's not going to fill. So if you want it, let me know. Because (laughs) I can take it down tomorrow and I can sell it to you. But there are only 50 of them made, so I probably wouldn't throw it if I was you. Um, okay, but the Big Z Zeus is uh, noticeably less stable than
1: the ESP. Yep. Um, I threw it out here on hole 13, across the water. Just threw it on hyzer like I normally would because I felt like it was a pretty it's a pretty safe hole to throw it on. I mean, yes, you have to cross water, but if you throw it on hyzer, you shouldn't really there's no real risk. And it flipped up to almost flat and rode pretty pretty freaking far and then hyzered in. So um, I would imagine if I throw that thing flat, it's going to get me a, a full flex. So. Definitely noticeably less stable than the ESP um, and the Z. Obviously, we didn't throw. So, but the Loon, I've never thrown.
0: All right, so let's. Oh wait, what else have we done? That was so that was a Chick Fil A experience. We went bowling the other day. Yeah. Because we got back early and there's really nothing to do in this town. Yeah. We and played. We've, we've just done a ton of media coverage. You know, we just
1: we went live from Northwoods. Uh, I've tried to release a video every day, um, which on YouTube. So this. This podcast will count as our video for today. Tomorrow we should be dropping at least one, maybe two videos. Um, I'm gonna as soon as this is over, stay up, um, stay up late tonight editing uh, Paul's warm up routine um, video, and hopefully get that out midnight tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, and then tomorrow we'll hopefully get an interview with Paul, assuming he's you know the leader. If not Paul, the the leader tomorrow, um, get an interview with them up and get that up tomorrow to keep up the uh, keep up the streak that we're on with the world's
0: coverage. So yeah, we if you guys are following us on Instagram, I mean I probably put out like fifty stories today. Um, the stories are real, and then tomorrow hopefully because it's going to be Northwoods again. Uh, Smashbox doesn't have service. I'll try and go live for some of it. Then I'm going to go back to stories and then I'll go live for the yeah. last part just like what the I did. The PDGA yesterday.
1: seemed yes or was it yesterday? Yeah, the PDGA yesterday seemed to come in on the back nine and if they're if they're yeah. live there's no real reason for us to be live. So if they're live on Facebook, we might go live on Instagram. Yeah. But I mean there was a like 200 some, maybe even 300 person difference from when we were live without the PDGA to when we were live with the PDGA being live because I mean obviously the PDGA has a much bigger pull. They just reached 100,000
0: likes on Facebook. Which is pretty insane. Yeah um, the so. uh, the PGA Instagram dude, he wasn't there the entire time that I was live, and then all of a sudden he came in and was like, it kind of seemed like he was like purposely jumping in front of me and my in my shot and stuff like that. I think he might have been a little salty because he wasn't out there first, but whatever. I'll do it again tomorrow. <laughs> I don't care. Um, so we want to get into the rounds. Um,
1: yeah, let's talk about the women's side here first. Um, so day one, you got, you got women. Know, what? You got women? Yeah. I have, I have U-Disc pulled up, so I have everything.
0: Um, so you're talking about
1: both? Oh, you're saying, I like, I have the women? Yeah. I thought we would just, like, discuss it as okay. an open
0: general discussion. So, um... I lied, guys. He's talkative.
1: <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know if I can sort, like, day one. But we saw Evelina Solomon come out, pretty much. Um, pretty freaking hot off, off the gates. Uh, she was in the lead by, what, Six Strokes? somewhere in there, mm-hmm. um, coming off. And that was at... N- did they start at Northwoods? Yes. They believe that. Yeah, they started at Northwoods. So at Northwoods, she came out on fire. I think she put up like a six or seven down. Um, seven. And had a massive lead that during day two, we saw Katrina Allen storm back. Um, not really a, a surprise there. I don't think anyone was shocked to see Katrina storming back. But during that whole time, Paige was nowhere to be seen. She was... A lot of times on live coverage, not even in the top 10. So when they would show the scoring update, you couldn't even see Paige's name. It was pretty surprising. She did yesterday have a good round, but not a great round, um, to get her up onto lead card today, where today she shot a 4-under, gaining two strokes on Katrina, who had you know taken the lead, but then losing one stroke to Evelina, who gained the lead back. So um, it's... First off, I'd like to say the top three are the top three I picked currently. That's true. Uh, We have Evelina in first, Katrina, then Paige. So the exact opposite order I picked them, but it's still the top three. So um, more than likely, we're going to see uh, this kind of turn into a a battle. Um, I would imagine Paige is going to be up there. You know, she she did gain strokes today. She's six Um, strokes out. Six strokes out with two rounds to go. That's only three strokes Mm around, And we've seen Paige make up a heck of a lot more than that. So, um, we're going to see Paige Storm back. Well, if you point. think
0: about it, so far, this tournament, she has not made up that many in one round.
1: She's not, no. Yeah, she's been playing slow. I mean, she the first two rounds, she lost, I mean, off the lead, looking at it right now, it looks like she lost eight and then five yeah. off of the person who was in the lead. So, she didn't actually lose that many total on the leader. But, you know, she's been several strokes off of hot round. And even, you know, this round, it looks like she was one stroke off hot round. She hasn't had hot round yeah. yet. I would imagine tomorrow she comes out. Now they just play Sunset Hills back to back, which probably plays a little bit to Paige's advantage, um, but not really on Cat and Evelina because both of them have massive arms. It plays to Paige's advantage on the field, but Cat and Evelina can both throw really far. So you know it's, it's going to be a tight one. I think. I think over the two rounds, if if it was at Northwoods, she would have a much better chance. Right, because someone's probably going to collapse at Northwoods. But
0: today, when we were leaving. Um Eureka, just about like 45 minutes ago, Paige was there. And somebody, I heard somebody say to her, Hey, so you're at least still having some fun out there? And she's like, It's not over yet. Yeah. Like, she, her mindset, she's still attacking. She's still in it. Yeah. I mean, Um, six strokes back on the women's side,
1: not to say that it's, you know, more doable to come back on the women's side than the men, but we've just seen it more. Right. We've seen it happen, you know, more frequently where six strokes is even made up in one round. Um, and on a course like Sunset Hills, from my knowledge, there's a lot of OB out there, uh, a lot of long shots that you have to be on to hit. Mm-hmm. And so it's not as doable as it would be on Northwoods, but it's still going to be doable. So um, right. we're definitely going to see a battle. The question is going to come down to who's in it. Yeah. Um, is it going to be a three-way battle? Is it going to just turn into a cat page battle like we're used to? Or will Evelina just come out and pull away? I th- yeah, I think it's going to be all three. I would love to see Evelina win. From um, my knowledge, it would be the first European world champion. Yeah, I believe um, so. I could be wrong there, but I believe it would be. And I mean, we have the the lead card tomorrow is Evelina and Henna both on there with Cat and Paige. So, so two Europeans, two Americans. Two Americans. It's it's pretty pretty awesome
0: to see that. Yeah. So what about any surprises? I know on the women's side. Yeah, I'd say I know I have just one, but I don't know about you. Maybe it's the same as you.
1: Um, Actually, I have two. I have two. You go ahead and say yours, and I'm going to scroll here. Okay, so
0: two surprises. Uh, Bjorkis is in 18th place. Kind of surprising. Didn't think that she'd be down that far. She's currently eight over par, which is 16, uh, 17, 18, 19, 20. Like 20 strokes out of the lead. And I didn't ever think that she'd be that far out. Um,
1: yeah, I didn't. I mean, to be honest with you, I never really thought she had a chance. I
0: didn't I, think she was going to win. I, I, thought, but I thought closer.
1: Year, yeah, I mean, I thought I thought last year was kind of a fluke year in general with Barsby and, and Paige Page. Not that either of them are not good players. It's just them versus the field. I'm gonna I'm gonna take, take the, field, the field like almost every time. Um, so that's that. Right. Yes, it's surprising that she's. I would expect her to be in the top ten, but you know, I I, I don't expect her to be on lead card by any means. Um, One that kind of surprises me, but again, not really, because player, these players are a lot of times they're up and down, is Jessica Weiss in 25th. She just seems to be, yeah. as I was scrolling from the bottom up, one of the bigger names down there. Hannah Leatherman had a pretty bad day today, but um, she's not fully on tour. She's dealt with a lot of injuries this year, so that wasn't a super surprise to me. I have um, one more. I think that's about it for, for my surprises we, it was a surprise to see sarah gilpin yesterday yeah jumping up to where it looked like she might have been on lead card mm-hmm. um but it, it ended up that bad round today yeah, it looks like it didn't really turn into anything sure so. 69 today what's your other one
0: uh, uh so I'm in eighth surprised. place valerie how do you say her last name again i don't know where Ma- we're looking Ma- eighth, oh, eighth place
1: Manda, mandu mandu hano all right valerie mm. Manduhano. hano
0: whose who's name were we saying wrong the other day
1: um zachary Arlingus.
0: It's actually Arlene House. Oh, okay. That's a yeah, name. name. Anyway, for a long time Valerie Mondujano, which she was on lead card second day, which good for her. <laughs> she's super young. Uh, I think she's younger than both of us, right? Yeah. I think she's, she's like 19, 19 or, or something 20.
1: like that. One of them's 19, one of them's 20.
0: Yeah. And I think this this is their first Worlds. Um, one of the sisters had to drop out because she was injured, but you know, good, good for her that she's going to be on, looks like third card tomorrow. No, Shitty bottom sheets. of... Yeah, bottom of chase card, which is awesome. I mean, she's super young. She's gr- she's great. She's two under par right now, which is I mean, yeah, she's eleven back, but still, I mean, she's she's young.
1: That's that's not really a surprise to me. Um, I've seen both of them playing on the am, AM level, and they dominate. Yeah, I just um, say
0: surprising because it's their first pro tournament. I'm almost I'm almost
1: more surprised that she's not higher. Really, like I first I, pro I, tournament in its I world. Don't think their pro, first pro tournament? Let's check. Yeah, check that. Let's double check that. No, it's not. Yeah, I, didn't, I was gonna say I didn't think so. Um, because I think I think Am World last year was her like last Am tournament. Um, okay. Because she's yeah she's been playing. Maybe she's it's always the been sister. So good. Yeah. Um. So to yeah to be honest with you, I'm almost surprised that she's not farther up there. Um. But Makes sense. A, a top ten finish for her is about what I would what I expected when I saw her name on that list. So yeah. Um. I don't really think there's any other big um, surprises hold on here. On.
0: Someone said that you're really quiet and I'm really loud. Uh, that's
1: just our vol- our volume at all, all points, to be honest with you. But I turned myself up. Now you talk, Zach. Hello. 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 Right, it looks like we're coming through about even Yeah. here. I'll turn Zach down a hair just to... Hello. Hello. When he, gets, when he gets going, he can get loud. It's that New Yorker in him. Um, Us Southern boys are much quieter. I'm not even from the South. I'm from Virginia.
0: Just <laughs> Middle.
1: Middle. we
0: we we we, uh identify with the south
1: all right are we ready to jump over to the men
0: uh another another um surprising feat we got going on here is we are we have not dropped the stream yet and we're running on like the hotel wi-fi and it is terrible yeah i think the one thing we have going for
1: us is it's solid it's like like a a solid five whoa you're giving a lot of credit there. It's a solid one and a half megabyte. One and a half? It was when I tested it yesterday. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, which we normally run off of 50. Oh, just kidding. My wife just said we keep cutting out. Okay. that That's probably more accurate. That makes yeah. sense. Um, it, on our side, it looks solid. And the audio that people are listening to on Spotify is definitely solid because I'm recording that straight to my computer. But yeah, the Wi-Fi at the hotel is very slow. We should have said that at the beginning.
0: But, uh, speed test. Let's check it out. All right. Um. So men, yeah. Let's jump over to the men here. Well, first off, we have Lizzie said cringe because after you said uh, us Southern boys, I think are quiet. <laughs> and then Hannah said she likes hearing me better anyway.
1: I'm surprised
0: after being married. How long you'll marry hey, now? Told you five. Oh, oh, five. Hey, oh wow, go. it's a lot faster. A month than expected. and a half. Two months. Two months. <laughs> I'm surprised oh, she you feel like. you put me on the you. spot there, man. <laughs>
1: um. So on the men, uh, I won't read. Actually, I'll. I'll you you're ready to read it right now. Right? Yeah, I got okay going I was say I didn't want to steal your spotlight, but I didn't have anything to talk about that wasn't the,
0: the result so far. It's okay. Um, let me just see if anyone answered. No. Okay. So, with no surprise, we have Paul in first. Then Emerson Keith in second and Kevin Jones in third, tied with Conrad. I'm just going to do top five. And then we have Chris Dickerson coming in at fifth. Um, let's talk about averages real quick. We did Paul's in the car. He's averaging around 10.82. Two or 1083, I believe. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, and then Emerson looks like he's probably around 1070 because he had a low round today. He shot 1044. Yeah, I real low. low. <laughs> I say, yeah, I say low, but when you when you start out 1093, 1080, and then 1044, it's getting there. Uh, Kevin Jones looks like he's averaging probably 1050s, maybe 1060s because 1036 yesterday's round, and then Conrad looks like he's about 1050s as well. Oh, duh, because he's tied. <laughs> and then Dickerson looks like he's lower fifties, maybe higher forties. Yeah, but so
1: I mean, solid, really solid golfing played all oh around out yeah. there. Um,
0: ratings are obviously
1: higher at Worlds because it's, it's when higher. the you know all the thousand rated players are pretty much here. Um, so obviously that's going to make ratings higher. Yeah. Uh, but you know we're only talking probably ten points higher. Right. So Paul's you know at a normal tournament's probably still averaging ten seventy. That's he's just he's playing good very good. Um if we talk if we talk surprises uh, Emmer, uh someone said Emerson's in first. No, Emerson's not in yeah, first. Yeah, Emerson's place. four strokes out after today's round. Yeah. Um so if we're talking surprises though, Emerson Keith. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> you know, we are stoked because Emerson's on our team. You know, we did a, a interview with him yesterday. He just seems to be extremely stoked to just be in this position. Oh, yeah. Um very he was thankful. he was he was upset with himself today, you could tell on the course. Oh yeah. He had a good you know, a good round. He just had, you know, on the front nine uh three of the last four holes he either bogeyed or double bogeyed. Um really on the front oh. nine, yeah, he went five, two, six, four. Um, but then the back nine, you know, he shot a very solid six under on the back nine to get to six under on the round. So even on the front nine. Wow. Whereas Paul shot eleven down You know he parred hole ten and hole eighteen and only everything else is a birdie with one bogey on hole fifteen, um and then the front front nine he shot
0: six under yeah so and Paul definitely could have shot better today I mean I'm sure everyone can say that but just watching his hole fifteen yeah fifteen he missed hole fifteen he had like a decent putt that he had to make um, was on an elevated basket missed the putt and then he was out again and kind of and rushed his putt and then just. Off the cage. Yeah. His then,
1: putter seemed like it was on fire, but it this, was, this yeah. will
0: shock you. You ready for this? 78%
1: circle one X putting today. That's it? That's it. Now, why his putter seemed <laughs> on fire... 67 percent circle two putts well yeah there you go yeah that's why his putter seemed like it was on fire is he was giving him himself a lot of just outside the circle putts that's what he was mad and about. he was making two-thirds of them yeah so but he, he was mad about that that's what man, he, he was came up frustrated. to us
0: after that and he said man i just i'm tired of putting i keep giving myself long putts and i'm just tired of it yeah so the next hole he goes so i'll just put this one close but yeah i mean he didn't make it but he had a putt for an eagle um yeah so we can talk about hour uh, let's talk
1: some other surprises here because yeah. the men has a lot of surprises, so, so as you read the top five, there's several notable names missing um not that I mean Emerson in the top five technically a surprise. We know yeah. he's capable of playing this good. um, we've seen him do this type of thing before, but not at a major, especially not at worlds, right um, the surprises more come in who's not there you know because like james comrade kevin jones chris dickerson that's fine that's it, them horrible. in the top five everyone's like okay easy um the biggest I, surprise wait, to i me, had
0: conrad in there didn't
1: i you had him finishing third i believe
0: oh look at that yeah. who'd i have in second ricky
1: did i yeah i think it went paul ricky conrad. Oh, that's or you might have went paul comrade ricky um, anyway which that leads to the next surprise ricky, ricky is currently in eighth place which is higher than he was, so not as big of a surprise now because he shot good today. He shot ten under out there with an <laughs> infected finger that looked <laughs> nasty. disgusting. Um, he was <laughs> two under on the front nine and eight under on the back. He only wow. missed hole twelve. Wow, good for him. Yeah, so he only missed the water tower hole on the back nine. Wow, surprising because that's the easier of the back nine. Yeah, it, it's very. That's a very clean, hundred percent Circle One X putting good for him. No circle two putting, zero percent circle two putting. So I don't know if he had any or what. Um unfortunately, so,
0: I'd say he's out of it though. <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean he's currently twenty something. He's nineteen under par, which puts him eighteen strokes. no Thirteen strokes behind Paul. Yeah. Um the other surprise, which again, if we would have done this podcast yesterday, these would have been much bigger surprises. This is also because true. yesterday Ricky was in fourteenth and yesterday Eagle. Was in... I have lost Eagle. He was pretty deep yesterday. Yeah, where is he now? He's higher than that. He Eagle today is in 13th. 15th. 15th. So, yesterday, 15th. though, Eagle was in 39th place. Yeah. But he shot a 14 yeah. under... T- what is it t- intended to rated? 1101. 1101, you know, unofficially rated. Course record. 14 under... Yeah, it is the course record. 49 at Eureka Lake. It's ridiculous. Um, To jump up 24 spots into 15th place... But it's. Ve- I think it's safe to say it's too little, too late. Yeah. You have two yep. rounds left, um, two rounds left, sixteen strokes to make up to catch the lead. It's just. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, if there was a course, it would happen on. It would have to be playing Northwoods twice. But Paul at Northwoods just looks so comfortable. Like at, at Northwoods, he just doesn't. He doesn't really seem like he's going to give anything up. Yeah. Um, I'm very confident. In, in Paul at Northwoods. So Eagle, you know, but this is something that's funny to me is he shot 1,400 under today to get to 16 under on the tournament. Oh, my gosh. So he was 2 under going into today. So, again, yep. if we had done this podcast yesterday, those two surprises would have been a lot bigger surprises. Um, it, what else has been a, a surprise to you on the men's side this week?
0: Yeah. Before I say that, I just saw a few more people joined. Um, we are... This is a whole spoiler uh, episode, so if you don't want to hear them, you have you should leave now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get out now. Um, so I was telling this to Hunter that this was like one of my surprises, and he said he didn't think so. To him, but then I went over to look at you know the places uh, that this person came into the past world and stuff like that, and it's kind of a surprise. Nate Sexton in seventh place is one of my bigger surprises. Yes, he's a person that plays safe. He doesn't go for much. Um, you know, he, you usually see him kind of towards the top, but seventh to me is a little high for him because normally we see him a little bit lower. Like his, yeah, I, I, what I was about to say was the, the surprise to
1: me was more what you're about to talk about. Yeah. Because in, in my head, this wasn't a surprise at all. Zach said that and I'm like, well, no, Nate Sexton's always up there. Like, like, you know, he always talks about like, he just kind of smooths his way into like a sixth place finish. So like, so top 10 isn't a surprise, but then. Exactly his past stats here.
0: So other than the uh, other than GBO and looks like Portland Open. No Portland opens an A tier. So these national tours that he played and the one major, which is the European Open, he had one fifth place, one tenth place, and then everything after that was worse than was worse than worse than tenth place. And then I went to last year to see how he finished at Worlds, and let me see if I. Last year, World, he was in twenty first. So I'm just kind of a little surprised that he was that high up there, almost at almost in top five. How many off of fifth is he? Seventh place, fifth. He's only uh two two strokes out of fifth place. A, a lot I, of math to come up with two strokes. Because <laughs> I was looking at third place. He's only four strokes out of third place. Yeah. Which four
1: strokes can happen, especially at Northwoods tomorrow. Northwoods, um, it's also going to be wet tomorrow. It's not supposed it's supposed to, to rain tonight. It's not supposed to rain during the men's round, the final round tomorrow. Not the final round, the lead card tomorrow. But it is supposed yeah. to rain during the early rounds. Yeah. Um. So that's going to make the course very muddy. Get different. The, uh, it's going to play different. Yeah.
0: It's going to play a lot different. Do you have any more surprises? Because I, I think, think
1: there's, I think there's two more. Yep. Um, I know one that you'll say, so I'm not going to say him. But the one I just noticed was Josh Anton. Yep. In 13th. Yep. Um. A lot of people, you know. I'm not gonna say this was a surprise to me, but I think this is a surprise to a lot of people. Uh-huh. He hasn't played great this year. He hasn't played much this year, but a lot of people were saying, you know, a lot of people picked him in the even in their top three. Um, you know, a lot of comments Just on he our, comes in second? Yeah, a lot of comments lot. on our Instagram um contest that we had going on of pick the podium and the first one to guess it right if anyone does. A lot of people were picking Anton. So I think that's why I, it's a it's a surprise to the the general public, I think. Um I'm not very surprised, but it might just be because I'm not paying that much attention to Anton when I look at updates, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so maybe he has been finishing pretty high up there. I just haven't seen his name very much. So it's not a big surprise to
0: me, but to people in general, it, it seems to have been a pretty big surprise that he's that far down. Okay. So my next one is, drum roll please, Philo. Philo is in 11th place, one stroke out of top 10. Now let me tell you why I think that's a surprise. Let's look at his past tournaments. So we're just going to go like National Tours, Majors, if he's got any. Ready? National Tour, 25th, 39th, 56th, 44th, and then European Open is the Major, 42nd. Has
1: he cashed at a National Tour this year? Yeah, he's cashed at one. He cashed at the Las Vegas Challenge. The uh, other the Coming other, in 25th, yeah. yeah. And the other National Tours, he hasn't even made cash this year.
0: And then last year's Worlds, I believe it, it said he came in 20-something or maybe 20th. So, just a little surprise, especially this year, 20th last year at Worlds. So, just a little surprise this year that he's in 11th place if the best before this was a national tour at 25th place.
1: Yeah. No, that's a bit a, of a surprise. It is It is a definitely a surprise. I told Zach the only reason I'm not like, it's a surprise definitely to me. The only reason I'm not shocked is how long he's been on tour. So, you know, he, he's been out there. It's kind of like barsby winning last year. Right. Um I think everyone was very surprised but no one was shocked because right. e- it's almost like you do something at some point when you've been on tour for this long like it, the the nerves and stuff aren't going to get to you because you've put yourself in these positions over and over and over to Philo's just playing his game you know what I mean so he doesn't care what card he's on he's he's been on every card at at this point <laughs> yeah. you know he's been touring for for so long Yeah I was just looking um, to see
0: when his first like Okay so his first tour year was 2006 <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah, so it's 13 years. <laughs> 13 years on tour. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if this was 2007, 2008, yeah, that's a big shock yeah. that he's up there. But 2019, it's a surprise, but it's not a shock. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think there's another storyline here that I... I don't know if I want to talk about it, but I feel like we need to. Uh, Anthony Barella today. Oh, he goodness. had yeah. a, a yeah. very... it was it, He was off. He was very off today. Um, and it was... Uh, coupled with bad luck let me on find top him. of it um wait oh you have his card you should talk about his card uh let me scroll down to it yeah so <laughs> that was messed he, up <laughs> he was well I, I i'm not there yet um he was in third place going into the round today he is currently sitting in 32nd place yeah his first six holes was some of the roughest golf you'll see i mean and you couldn't help but feel bad for him. Like, you know I he, genuinely felt he bad. He obviously has played great this tournament. He's he shot seven over today and is still eight under par. So, um, you know, he's still in well in the cash line. Um, mm-hmm. with two rounds to move up and with how he played the first two rounds, you know, you'd imagine he'll move back up. Um I, I don't want to say it was nerves of being on lead card. It just no. he seemed off. It looked like his timing was just off today. We saw several shots going into the woods um several shots that looked like they just came out early and a know, few like holes where he went OB twice on a hole yeah he would he would go OB and then he'd still be aggressive to run the putt and the putt would go OB so um it was he started <laughs> off bad. here's his first uh six holes bogey 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 triple bogey triple bogey was his first six holes um so that's a 5 5 4 4 6 7 to, to start off start off the the round today and you know adding the fact that that's on Jomez coverage um, makes it all the worst. He had one par the whole round, and that was really? hole 14, his only par. Everything Holy else was cow. bogeys, triple bogeys, or birdies. Wow. Um, and so he shot a seven over. He was able to get four birdies on the back nine, but also three bogeys. So he only shot a one under on the back nine and on the front nine. I mean, not one under, one over on the back
0: nine. Right. Yeah, no, one under on the back nine, but the front nine he shot eight over. So... It looks like he's eight under right now for the total tournament, but I mean, he shot, didn't he shoot eight under yesterday? So he's now eight under, but shot eight under yesterday, like a race. Uh, he basically erased an entire round. Yeah. Or yeah. more. Um, and Because he started today 15 under. Yeah. So he, he erased seven strokes. Yeah. He was
1: 54% circle 1X putting today. So, I mean, like I said, he, ju- he what just, he just, fairway hits. What, what fairway was, hits, 47% fairway hit. Yeah. So um, like that's.
0: Forty you gotta be hit. He was
1: fifty percent circle two putting. So I don't know if he only gave himself I I feel like he gave himself a lot of putts. Yeah. So he must have made a decent amount of circle two putts. That wasn't it was hard to remember that. Um but you know. I did feel bad. It's golf. It happens. You know, hopefully he can shake it off and move on tomorrow. Um it's tough to see what card he's on, but it looks like he did not drop far enough to be able to play with his good friend Adam. Um He's not going to be on his card. <laughs> he dropped far enough, he said. Yeah, I mean, around hole, like 14 or 15, Adam was caddying for him. He was like, hey, dude, if you par out, you should be on my card tomorrow. Um, but he didn't. He he birdied yeah. a few after that. So he moved up a little bit above him. But, yeah, I mean, I felt really bad for him, especially with it being on Jomez. That's something that's going to be out there forever. Yeah. And we already
0: saw a post about it. Which I'm about were to bring it up right now. A
1: little uncalled for, in my opinion.
0: Okay, um, so I don't know if you guys are going to be able to see this. But I'll show you, and then I'll talk about it.
1: Uh, they can kind of see it.
0: How about
1: now? I mean, they can see it.
0: Yeah, they can see it. Okay, so this is a post from Ulti World. It is a screenshot of his first seven holes with an emoji that's just like like that. So basically making fun of Barella. Oh, can't slightly see it. So, if you can't see it after this podcast, go <laughs> ahead. To Ulti World's Ulti World Disc Golf's Instagram. Um,
1: it's basically just posted his, his front nine scorecard. Yeah,
0: it's front nine scorecard with an emoji, kind of like laughing at him or like,
1: like yikes, the yikes emoji.
0: And people are tearing them up in the <laughs> in the comments. And you, we, and rightfully so. I mean, there, there's no yeah. Stop making fun of the kid. Like he had a rough day.
1: Yeah, there's like, no room for a post like that. We
0: even had Adam Hames, which is you know his good friend say why would uh why would this be posted uh why would this be posted pretty rude um and then a bunch of other people sorry i was just reading comment um yeah so everyone's saying like come on why would you guys be doing this um what else
1: yeah, like what, what Trevor yeah. said. Like you said, he's all for poking fun of people, but that's something that happens between friends. Right. Not something a big Instagram page should be right. posting. Right, right. world has
0: got, let me see how many followers they have yeah. that they just made fun of him too.
1: I mean, if I posted something about Zach's round. 6,800 I mean, sure. followers. Yeah. If I posted something on my own personal Instagram, like, wow, Zach, yeah. what, what were you doing out there? Um, and, but, I mean, that that's something completely different from us posting on Foundation. Right. Being like... That's why I said I don't really want to talk about it, but I mean, I, mean we, I think talking about it's different than posting about it because We're not making fun of him. No, he had a rough day. It's definitely a storyline um, for this tournament and hopefully the next storyline we can talk about how good is how good he <laughs> came back to finish wherever he can finish.
0: Yeah. Um, Justin Haynes says, let's see the, that person who posted it play those seven holes. I mean, that's a valid That word. would be great. I would um, love to see that.
1: With how he started to still shoot seven over and keep his keep his mental game strong enough to shoot one under on the back is impressive. Yeah. Um, very impressive, actually. So, yeah, prop, props to him for keeping his, his mental yeah. game together and hopefully his rounds the rest of the week
0: go better. Yeah. But let's kind of take a look forward here. Real um, quick. Even, um, I was walking through... The one of the, the one of the par fours and Dixon Jowers is the guy who does. What does he do? He does the. Uh, I actually don't know what he does. He, he used to he's work. He's a commentator.
1: With, yeah, but he used to work with Trilogy back in the day. But I don't think he works well, with them anymore.
0: You have probably heard the name Dixon Jowers. He does commentary, sh- uh, commentating on like live and stuff like that. He even said like, "Wow, I feel bad for him. He's not even doing anything wrong. Like he's just getting, he's getting really unlucky." That was the thing is he got a lot of really unlucky kicks. Yeah. And to make it worse.
1: It seemed like when he would get an unlucky break, Paul got a lucky break. Yeah. Like one hole, they threw shots that looked almost the exact same. But Paul skipped, hit the stake, of the, the OB stake, and stayed in. His skipped like a few feet in front of Paul's
0: and was OB by a few feet. Paul said his stayed in, he thinks, because he threw it and it skipped on the upslope. So it didn't have enough to like kick up. But Anthony's was more in the flatter, so that's why it skipped. And yeah. went left. But I mean, either
1: way, yeah, it, it's tough to see stuff like that. He also had yeah shots that would you know hit stand up, and of course, he, as soon as it stood up, he knew it was rolling ob because yeah. of the day he's having yeah, um, he would have shots who that hit the rocks on the side, and you know most of those bounce in the water, but of course it bounced in the water. Um, yeah, it was just a it was it was definitely a tough day out there, and it was one of those
0: days you, you just couldn't catch a break. Yeah, um, so. But I mean, he yeah, like he you kept said his though, cool. he kept his cool. Like he didn't yell once. No, he didn't curse. He didn't do anything. Like he was just very calm. Yeah, it was a uh, mad props to him. Um,
1: I think that yeah. is like that impresses me more than a player going out there and shredding the course. A player I, who yeah. can play horribly but keep their cool on a big stage like that, because yeah. that that to me is more impressive. Because I know like. I would have looked like a little whiny baby if I would have been doing the same thing. Just because yeah. like you know, I feel like at that your, point you gotta your, laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's your chance to have yeah. like a great moment, you know. You're on lead card at World. you have Jomez covering you, you have the live coverage going on. Like you got everything where this could be a great day, and then that happens, you know, it's very easy to break down and have a horrible yeah. attitude, but he kept his cool, he had a great attitude about it.
0: Last um, thing about this topic and then we can move on. Yeah. So supposedly on the live coverage Terry Miller said that he should change his name from A B to O B. Oof, I, I, yeah, I felt bad when I heard that one too. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the next topic. yes yeah, so Also, Steve we... said uh, that he saw you on round two on Joe Miss. Cool.
1: Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, round two, you're probably gonna see us a bunch on Joe because, I mean, we're back at Northwoods tomorrow, but Northwoods is not a spectator friendly course. Um, and when you add to the fact that Almost every player has their own media team out here yeah. currently Yeah, um, on lead card. I mean, the only one who didn't really was James Comrade, but um, Emerson had at least one, occasionally two, 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 people, two yeah. people following him for Instagram and stuff. Well, th-
0: uh, no four, because them two when we were with we were taking video of him too. Well, yeah, I wasn't including us because I was going to include
1: us with Pauls. Paul. Okay. Uh, Paul had both of us, but you know also Emerson. Our original plan for this tournament was we were going to jump back and forth between Paul and Emerson, so we but wouldn't play together a lot. <laughs> yeah, but we, we weren't going to fully be on either card. But now they're they're both on the same card, so it makes our job easier. But um, so you had two from Emerson, two from Paul, um, and then you had two with Kevin Jones mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, Then you had the UDIS guys had two or three, Jomez had four, Uh, the PDGA had three. I mean, there's a lot of media. Today or yesterday? Yesterday, in Northwest. Today, there's probably just as much, but it's a lot less noticeable because of Eureka. It's a lot easier to control. Yeah,
0: and we did good today. Like, no one got in anyone's way. Yeah, it's just... Like, it it worked. It's a lot easier. It's going to be
1: interesting tomorrow what it, what it's going to be like. Um, I don't know what out, kind of coverage we're going to be able to get tomorrow. So they sent out we'll an hope, email basically telling us like there's three tiers of media coverage. There's the players and the caddies. Those players are top priority. They walk first. Second tier is the post-round coverage. So Jomez, uh, S- Central Coast, and Dynamic Discs are the three doing c- the coverage. And on that same tier is the staff media, so the PDGA media um, is on that tier. And the third tier is social media and independent reporters, which is where we fall in. Us Johnny, um, yeah. Well, Johnny disc golf. I think they put no. Yeah, you're right. So us Johnny disc golf. Yeah. Um, the UDisc. disc, U disc. Uh, well, U disc live will have to be up there. So one guy from U disc will have to be up there yeah, because he's guy. doing live score. Um, but you know the team social medias, um, Ulti World reporters, all of them were in a third category that they said, you know, you're still going to be inside the ropes, but you're kind of like the third priority. So if there's not enough room, y'all are going to be told to get with the crowd and move up the fairway type of a thing, which I fully understand. Yeah, Because I will agree, I was uncomfortable at times yesterday being behind the tee box because there are several times where uh, James wanted a long run-up, Conrad, and so all of us kind of had to Push back and squish together because Northwoods just wasn't that much room. Right. So I have no problem with the PDGA sending out that email to us. I'm more than happy to oblige and do whatever they
0: they tell us to do. Is that how you say that word? Oblige. Oblige. Is it not? I have
1: no clue. How would you say it? I don't know. All right, then I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna go with that. Um, I'm more than happy to uh, go along with it. And if they, if they tell me to
0: move up the fairway, move up the fairway. Yeah. Um, they actually they told us one time to move up the fairway. Um, but I'm sure it's going to happen a lot more tomorrow. Yeah, they'll so be more aware of it. Um, I just won't take as much video tomorrow. So
1: yeah, sorry crowd, about that. crowd control in general has been good. Um, I yeah, they, they need okay. they need to get ropes out there tomorrow on they Northwood do. because what will happen is, you know, there's like I said, there's so much media that when the players start walking and the media starts walking, the crowd immediately walks Follows up to us, the media. Yeah. So they're up to our line where you know I'm trying to get up close to Paul to get good angles for you know, the several videos that we're releasing or, you know, yesterday I was trying to get up with Emerson to get several videos. And so in me doing that would kind of pull the crowd up, right. Um, Which it's not my fault, but it's also like, it's not the PDG's fault either. They just, they need to have ropes. They have ropes out there today to kind of give like 30 feet of breathing room. I think that's why it helped so much today was they had ropes out there to where we had 30 feet to actually be Farther behind the players Yesterday I didn't have that If I was 30 feet behind the players Like they want me to be I'm in the middle of the crowd um, Right So It'll be interesting to see tomorrow But tomorrow will be interesting For a number of reasons um, Mainly because We're back in Northwoods Right um, So Northwoods is the place That Strokes will be Made up And lost Well so far Technically not Technically not um, Technically but, Well y- Yes and no Uh, The leaders know but yesterday we saw Kevin Jones and James Comrade both fall off of right. lead card due to Northwood and both make it back due to Eureka. So it'll be interesting to see if they both fall off again due to Northwood.
0: Right. So, so far, but between Emerson and Paul, today was the most strokes that was made up. Five strokes today Paul made up on Emerson. Um, so, I don't know, maybe he'll, maybe again tomorrow it'll be like an even play and then or he made up one yesterday, so maybe tomorrow he'll make up one or two, and then final round he'll make up even more. I don't know, because I think final round, no matter where it is, if you're behind Paul, you ain't coming back to beat Paul. So it doesn't matter. If he's in the lead tomorrow, the game's over. I yeah. know you already said game's I, over. I've already said as soon as today when
1: Paul took the lead, Yeah. I think it was n- not even halfway through the round, maybe halfway through the round, yeah. I told Zach, I was like, it's over, world is over. Cause, so players, certain players like to play from behind, Paul is great from behind. Um but I feel like he likes he likes being chased more. Yeah,
0: he, he ain't going to let anybody catch up to him. Yeah,
1: he he likes feeding off of people trying to ch- catch him. Um to where he'll almost play his game to match them. Yeah. So it's like if you're trying to gain a stroke on Paul, not that Paul like in his mind is changing his game plan, no. but you can see <laughs> no. his game plan change. And yeah. he's not doing it intentionally. It's just that's how he is. He yeah. So as Emerson tomorrow goes for stuff and doesn't go for stuff, I'm sure you'll see it on live coverage. If you think about it, you'll notice Paul is just going to be playing almost match play with Emerson to where I would be shocked if Emerson made up more than one stroke tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I would be shocked if Emerson made up any strokes tomorrow just because once Paul gets a lead, especially at Worlds, I I just don't see him giving it up. Right. Um, If it was Ricky or, you know, if it was Ricky, maybe Eagle behind him, someone who can get really hot and really push Paul, and we've seen it before, then I might have a slightly different answer. Yeah. But Emerson, like we've said, you know, great, great player, all-around great player, but he's just not proven against Paul yet. And so that's why, I mean, even yesterday, I was telling Zach, Zach's like, it's a two-horse race now. And I was like, it's a one-horse race. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I just don't see Emerson holding on to this. I was like, because we know Paul's going to storm. And to be honest with you, I didn't think it was going to be today. I thought Paul was going to take the lead today, but I thought it'd be by like one or two strokes. I didn't expect it to be four. Um, I expected it to be tomorrow. I expected tomorrow Paul to come out and shoot another like 11 down and Emerson shoot like five or six down, which is still a crazy good round out there. And that's where he lost. So um, it's going to be interesting to see tomorrow. Um, I think one thing that needs to be said about tomorrow is some of the core stats for Northwood. Oh, yeah. Uh, have got to be talked we about I We wanted here. to talk about that. I totally um, forgot i go to round it. two here and sort by the um, average on that hole. Um, make sure I go from the
0: top to the you bottom. Because so do do I'll do Eureka go, uh, for the last day. So, yeah, go
1: you and go there. Eureka for today. And then what did you do? Um, then, oh, you're going to go to stats. Sorry. Course stats and then go to Eureka today. Good. You're there. Leave it there. Um, cool. So for Northwoods, we've heard multiple times, multiple players talk about hole 12. Paul calls it one of the best holes in disc golf. He definitely has called it the hardest hole in disc golf. And I would absolutely agree. This hole is a monster. It really is. It has OB plus woods, plus a tight fairway, plus it's a thousand and fifty feet. So You should
0: tell him what we took on this hole.
1: Uh we took respectfully, me and Zach, an eight and an eleven on this hole. <laughs> um and it was I was in a great position after two shots. Like I was not done. birdie position, but I was like, I'm par in this thing for sure, and then I took an eight. Um, yeah. So <laughs> here, here's a here's a stat for you: eighty four percent of the professional disc golf world championship field shot above par on hole twelve. Eighty four percent, fifteen percent shot par. Which, if your math was, leaves one percent of the field birdied this hole. So one percent of one ninety three that equates what? to two people. Who did it did James say? Conrad and Tristan Tanner birdied this hole. Now, this is just for the A-pool playing it. Um, the right. B-pool, there might have been some people who birdied it. I'm not looking at that because, I mean, the B-pool is out of the tournament. So, A-pool, 74% fairway hits, though. So, I think that's a stat that needs to be talked about that, here. Yeah. 74% of the people are getting on the fairway, and yet 84% are bogeying it
0: still. So, it's that second shot, second, third so shot. So, it's the second and third shot. because I think it's, I think it's when... Maybe it's your third shot because the second shot should be easy if you're hitting the fairway because it's just another straight shot. Yeah. But that third shot up the hill, if you go left or right, you're in jail, especially to the right because that's where you were. You were there after four, I believe, Yeah. and you took an eight, and you were 150 feet from the basket. So apparently the other birdie
1: came from a circle two putt because I just clicked on circle one in regulation, and it says missed 196. And there's 197 people in the field. So, James Conrad is the only person that was inside the circle for birdie. Was he inside the circle? Or was he the outside the circle one?
0: I don't remember. We were there. I feel like he was inside the
1: circle for birdie. So, I'm going to say James. Um, And then 194% missed circle two in regulation. So, that's being inside circle one or circle two for birdie. Um, Let's see what the worst score is from the A pool was no, this is, this is the whole tournament. Um, the worst score up to this point is a 12 on that hole. There's a whole, whole lot of sevens. Oh my word. <laughs> and a whole lot of sixes. Yeah. Um, but Paul took a six yesterday. Emerson took a six. Kevin took a six. And then James birdied it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's such a crazy tough hole, but the course in general is, is just playing tough. Um, I think there's a way that I can look at Yeah, so the average for, you know, the the first round out there was 4.4 over par. Jeez. Was the average.
0: Well, wait till we talk about mine cuz mine's totally different. Yeah,
1: so the uh let's look at the easiest hole on this course.
0: Yep, that's what I have
1: mine. The easiest hole on the course was still averaging over par. There is not a hole that averaged under par. What? Nope, I lied. There's an, there's a hole right here that averaged under par. I I'm I'm I sorted by the wrong thing. I'm so sorry. There is, okay, there's four holes that average under par, but the easiest hole averaged 0.3 under par, and then it's hole 18, which makes perfect sense. So the average is 3.7. Yeah. So, all right. it's a tough course. I don't think much more needs to be said beyond that.
0: So here we go. Now we're talking about Eureka yesterday. No, today. Today? Yeah. This is today's uh, stats. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go ahead and start with the easiest hole in the course, hole 11, 300 foot par 3.
1: I mean there's no surprise here. That that's we interviewed Paul if he didn't see his practice round at Eureka Temp. We interviewed him and we asked him what separated holes are out here and he said the whole course but hole but hole eleven is a separator hole. He Which said eleven the little forehand. Oh that thing he said, oh, yeah. he said, I that's, birdied it He said that's the only non separator hole on this course.
0: I think I birdied it when we played that.
1: What is it averaging under par?
0: Um it's averaging point five five over so par So a little over half the field's birdie in it pretty yeah. much. Yep. And then, so it's averaging 2.45, sorry. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Uh, and what's the hardest hole in the course? I'm interested to
0: hear this one. What do you think it is? Take a guess.
1: Well, I just looked, so I can't guess. You saw it? Yeah.
0: Okay. Hole six.
1: Oh, I would have guessed that.
0: I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's uh, averaging .63 strokes over par, so that's a 4.63. Yeah. That's par four, that's 897 feet.
1: That's not surprising, to be honest. Because That
0: one's uh just the wide open one after the baseball field? Yeah.
1: It's just the OB tightens in as you get closer to the basket to where players that are going for the green so players that would birdie it have like a 20 some foot landing zone pretty much by the time you get up there i think i parred this the other day N- yeah I, I would imagine if you look at at, can you scroll down to see what players are taking on this hole
0: um, how do i do that i just clicked on it
1: um i feel like it should be there right yeah, there keep scrolling down well, I can see it there. 57% of the field par. Yeah, yes.
0: 40% over par, 3% birdied.
1: Yeah, because if you go hyzer, 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 you know, probably a jump putter, 100-foot putter shot, lay up, tap out a four. Yeah, I went um, I went
0: forehand, hyzer backhand, hyzer backhand, and then I had, I think I might even had a circle two putt, so I still had to yeah. make a big putt, but still, I birdied yeah. it. I mean, uh, you
1: parted it. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a par on that hole is good. Yeah. Um, But a birdie is
0: really hard to come by there. So, yeah. So that makes sense. Like I said, 3% under. Yeah. I feel so like only four people Conrad, look, Conrad again, birdieing the hardest one. Conrad, Ricky, Garrett Gerthy, and Dustin Keegan today. That's Conrad, who. I have noticed on, at least at Northwoods,
1: I didn't get to watch him play today, but I heard him talking before the round. He seems to be playing extremely aggressive. Oh, yeah, because you heard what he said before yeah, today? Yeah, he was – Listen uh, to this. During, during uh, warm-ups, he was talking to Kevin Jones because they were on the same card, and he was like um, – he said something about two in hole one, and Kevin's like, two in hole one? He's like, yeah, I mean, I I figured, you know, the shot that gets me to circle two is pretty much just as risky as the shot that's safe. He's like, go with go for it with me. He's like, I know you got the arm. And Kevin's like, I didn't get to circle two. He's like, come on, man, just think of the fans. Think how much that would be awesome for two of us to get – have a chance at two, and Kevin's like, nah, I'm not going for it. And James is like, come on, you know you yeah. want to. Like, come on, go go for it with me. But I'm sitting there thinking I wonder if he went for it. Let's what, see. What the heck? Just is this dude trying really trying to go for this off the tee? Let's see if um, he went for it today. But that's just how aggressive he was. If you haven't watched the Northwood coverage, um hole I think it's hole four. It's a par four. Um every other player is using a putter or a mid to lay up to the beginning of the tunnel. And James pulled out what I would assume to be like a T-Bird type disc. Which one are we talking about? Oh, four. The par okay, four. Yeah, yeah. It just rips a hyzer flip straight up the gut. And it hit a tree about 100 some feet short of the basket or he would have a jump putt at it. Um, But just an uber aggressive shot. Just over like extremely aggressive. I don't know. Uh, trying to get to this. I don't I know, know why he's going so aggressive. But it's just it's working. I mean, he's on lead card two of the... Two of the three rounds he could have been. Um, the first round lead card doesn't really count because it was just set. But Where do I find this? What I want to go to for? hole one of... Okay, go to the round for today. Go scores. All right, and then find James's name.
0: Well, I know he took a three. It.
1: All right, and then turn your rotation lock off. Oh. Teaching Zach how to use U-Disc here.
0: Let's see what he took. And it didn't work.
1: Yeah, click on... You should be able to click on hole one. There it is. I get back with James. Yeah, hold on guys. He's getting there. We're just trying to see if he landed in circle two or not. Um once he once he figures this out, this will probably be about the end of our podcast for this week. We're gonna talk about our prediction for tomorrow's round and then we'll we'll wrap it up.
0: No, I guess not.
1: Well he might have he might have went for it, but he did not get in circle two. No. So Okay. Yeah, we have no we have no real way to tell that. Um, so Zach, what's your prediction for tomorrow's round? Let's hear the prediction for the full lead card. Oh Let's God. get really deep okay, here. Hold on. Full lead card prediction for tomorrow's round.
0: Okay. So I'll start off with Conrad. Okay. He shot a fifty-nine. I'm gonna say I'll say fifty six. Fifty-six tomorrow. Okay. We should Kevin? be writing this crap down. Uh fifty-six for Conrad, Kevin. I'm gonna write it down. Okay. Keep going though. Fifty Seven. Okay. Emerson. Fifty-six. Oh uh-huh, wow. And Paul. Fifty-four. Fifty-four for Paul.
1: All right, so I'm gonna start. I'll start with Conrad as well. So my prediction is Conrad's gonna shoot a fifty-five out there tomorrow. Um, I think his aggressive plays going to pay off. Uh, Kevin Jones. He shredded the front nine, seemed to struggle on the back. I'm going to put him at a 58 tomorrow. I think he's going to shoot a little bit better than he did um, the other day. This is where I think things are going to get a little dicey. Um, I'm going to put Emerson Keith shooting a 57 out there tomorrow. And I'm going to put Pablo shooting a 52. He's about to go off. That's what I'm going to guess. One better than he did round two, which round two he absolutely shredded. That's going to almost be,
0: that'll be like 1097.
1: But, I mean, uh, he shot a 52 out there two times before during practices. He had a 51 um, in his hands but missed a uh, just outside the circle putt on 18, I think it was, yeah. for the 51 during warm-ups. I know he's capable of it, and I think tomorrow he's going to be gassed up, ready to go, ready to put this thing to bed. Yeah. And so I think tomorrow he seals it with a 52 um, and ends up being pretty, having a pretty hefty lead. Um, after tomorrow and so women oh boy i'm not even ready for the women um so women play sunset hills twice from she here writes this down
0: um so let's do the same thing from the bottom bottom Kay. up you go first okay so this is they played sunset round two right yes okay so henna shot a 55 oh wow she killed it out there um let's put her at a 57 okay Paige, let's put her at a 54 okay um cat what was that rated that 52 Ten twenty five, geez. Uh fifty four as well. Okay. And then Evelina fifty nine. Wow. Oh wow. <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? She shot a sixty.
1: I I don't know. I just, okay. So I'm gonna go henna um being on coverage in America, all the pressure on her of being on lead card, she's gonna blow up. That's my, my prediction here. So she shot a fifty five out there. I'm she was on lead
0: card coverage one time in the United States. Where? I watched it. I don't was remember.
1: it uh, I mean, not at a major because there hasn't been a major in the U.S. yet.
0: No. Um, it was
1: at... Jonesboro, maybe? Jonesboro. Okay. so that, yeah. She came in third. I'm going to stick, stick with my gut here and say that the nerves are going to get to her tomorrow and she's going to shoot a 60 out there. Um, I need to get back to Paige. Can you click over again? Oh, sorry. sorry. I'm going to go with Paige. She shot a 57. It's Paige. She's going to come out there guns a-blazing and lay down a 50. On that course, 1040 rated round coming in hot for Paige is my prediction there. Has she even shot a 1040 rated right round this year? I don't know. but My guess is no. Probably not. I okay. don't know if she's ever shot 1040 rated, but I just did two better than Katrina, and then it hit me what that would be, but okay. we're going there. Uh, Katrina, I'm going to put at a 55 okay. out there, and up. I'm going to say that Evelina shoots a 50. I don't know how she's going to handle if Paige actually goes off, Evelina's probably gonna shoot about a sixty again. But um I'm just say that Evelina shoots a fifty five as well. Okay. So those are my predictions. We got them in, folks. Basically, I'm just gonna say I think Paige is gonna come storming back tomorrow, is basically what I was gonna try to say. That's that was my uh that was my whole point of that. Lizzie but. wants to know if
0: Pablo means Paul.
1: Yeah, Pablo means Paul. Yeah, and still predicting Lance Brown. I'm glad you have faith in him.
0: Yeah, he's still in A-Pool, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, good for Lance.
1: All right, so that is going to wrap it up. If you are a Patreon, we will be jumping over to our Patreon uh, post-podcast Q&A here in about 10 minutes. So 9.10 Eastern Time, 8.10 our time. Sounds about right. We'll be jumping over there. Uh, Zach, why don't you uh, wrap this show up?
0: Yes, everybody, thank you for tuning in, even during World's Week. Um, we're still going to try and get you guys as much content as we can. Probably not a ton tomorrow, but the last day, definitely a bunch of stories. But also watch it live. Um, not not saying don't watch our stuff, but watch it live because it's going to be awesome to watch. But don't forget to subscribe to this channel if you're not already. And if you guys do want to join our Patreon, it's linked below. No, the link's not down below. The link's not below. Go to Patreon.com and ser- uh, search, search Foundation Disc Golf. A uh, bunch of act- added content and We're going to be dropping there. our first Patreon-only
1: video here yes, very sir. shortly. I just found it. It's from 2018. Um, it was shot with Paul back when he was still with Innova, and it was back when we originally were throwing around the idea of Foundation Disc Golf, but nothing came of it um and i forgot the video existed but i just uncovered it it's a sick video but we can't actually release it because he's wearing Innova stuff in it so i'm going to release it to our patreons um yeah so that'll be coming out soon pretty soon probably tomorrow i mean i just have to paste the link yeah why not it's already uploaded i just gotta paste the link cool so um, go ahead
0: and oh are you done yeah i i finished with thumbs and so you, you, that's how i wrap it up okay so um <laughs> uh go ahead and Like our Facebook page and our Instagram page as well. That's where we do all of our, like, updates and contests, which we had one going on at the beginning of the week, but I closed it just because people couldn't, like, guess now what the podium is going to be. But somebody, if they guess correctly, is going to win a hat and a shirt from us. Um, But, yeah, if you are not a Patreon subscriber and you want to be, to join the podcast that we have after, right, called it a podcast, the Q&A that we have after the podcast, go ahead and do that now. But we'll see you guys next week.